previously on the Death Saving Bros podcast. So as you approach the battlefield with Principium at your back, you see a massive figure all in shadow and dark flame. And standing next to this dark figure is the dreaded jet like the plane. Ogberg puts his horse forward and goes, I am going forward to parlay. I ride ahead of a group like I'm looking like I'm in charge. What happened, jet like the plane? Bloodshed's not necessary for everyone, and if you can just let us do our thing, Bloodshed we'll is necessary. Unless you're willing to hand over the Diademix Aureus, I don't believe that there is much else to be said here. That belongs to uh, our Lord and Savior Sargon is here. You can see a flash of green light as Zawadzki holds up the Diademix Aureus, places it on his head. Now, behind the blue-green energy, you can see denizens of demons stretching out into nothingness. I want to just cast greater invisibility on myself. Just be, you know, running from demon to demon, lugging an arrow in one and stabbing another one in the cankle and... I'm going to, like, jump up on the back of my warbear like a Dothraki, like, mowing down guys. Brixius, Ambionitis, can you give me a boost? And I'm looking for an assist to heave me towards the heads of um, the enemy line so I can start doing some shit. So I'm going to beat the fuck out of Jet multiple times. I'm going to run up and kneecap this fucker. I would like to use one of my legendary actions to... Excuse me? Oh, shit. ...heal myself for double the amount of damage inflicted. What? <laughs> Damn. That's some bullshit. Zawadzki is going to ride up next to Jet, pulling Jet up onto the horse. Suddenly, a giant winged creature with a tattoo on its hip. There. Son yeah. of a bitch. And uh, Ambionitis, you have just seen Forlira's land in front of Prothean. And much like Master Hand, it's going to try to do a contestant check. That's within smiting range. to another episode of the Death Saving Bros podcast. I am your host and dungeon master, Paul Camper. With me today, I have Brad Renfro. Let me oh so. Oh. Matt Smith. Akio Bob. <laughs> oh. Brad Richards. Hey Paul. What's the pirate's favorite part of the news? I don't know this one. The current events. <laughs> oh. oh! Got me. Ben Renfro. Hold on, he's Googling it real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I was not ready. If you have to Google it, it doesn't count. Eric Nemeth. I actually got a story time for everyone. You know how I have a bucket of candy sitting at my house? <laughs> no. Well, I have a bucket of candy because I'm fat. <laughs> well, I was not paying attention the other night, and it was sitting right next to my um, bucket of Viagra. So I had a couple of handfuls of Viagra, and let's just say, my dick went, oh. <laughs> oh. And we have returning guests, Tyler Vitito. Hey, what do you call a happy wizard that makes eyeglasses? Optimistic. 
Yes. Uh, oh. 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 And Gene L. Jackson. Uh, I didn't have anything prepared, and I also didn't Google this. Why don't pirates go to strip clubs? Because they already have all the booty. Oh. oh. <laughs> I <actually> Mandatory. <laughs> oh. I actually have a returning pirate joke uh, that I used to say. How much did the pirate pay for his piercings? A buccaneer. Uh. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Nice. Die alone. <laughs> <laughs> there was a pirate with a hook, a peg leg, and an eye patch. Someone asked him, how'd you get all those wounds? He says, well, the peg leg was shot off by a cannonball. And the hook I lost in a sword fight. And the eye patch, a seagull pooped in my eye. And they said, a seagull pooped in your eye? That doesn't seem that bad. And he said, it was the first day with the hook. Oh. <laughs> that was literally the joke I was thinking about to say. Empty why? Nice. <laughs> well, you know what else is a hook? Fuck you. This segue into our Dungeons and Dragons uh, fifth you. edition actual play podcast. God damn it. I'm going to hang myself from a hook from the... <laughs> Paul, you can walk the plank for that one. <laughs> Die at the bottom of the ocean. No, Paul, oh. can't <laughs> Paul you can walk my Viagra-soaked dick for that one. Oh. Oh. I'm going to shove you into Davy Jones' locker, nerd. <laughs> oh. That transition left me half-mast. I'm sorry. Uh, oh. Well played, well played. <laughs> hey, I still got half-mast. Woohoo! Yeah, how far oh. can that get you? An inch. Halfway. <laughs> So we are, as I said, a fifth edition actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast, and we are in the middle of our grand battle for the fate of the realm of Ralveria. Our adventurers have gathered together all of their allies from across their travels, and they are now in the midst of a battle against Forliris. They have just been confronted by the demon that the Hammerbottom brothers have been seeking from day one, and now. He is there on the battlefield, standing in front of Prothean and Chadley. Chadley is one of the allies, played by Tyler, and is a tiny halfling wizard. And uh, then, after Prothean and Chadley have both faced off against Forliris, then... Oh, actually, Abe and Gooch had come over as well, hadn't they? Yeah, I shot him in the face at least once. Then Abe and Gooch had both come over to assist against Forliris, and just before we ended the last episode, Ambionitis was faced with a dilemma. He saw his Warhammer that had been with him since, I don't know, episode 30. No, even farther back, uh, since the fighting rings in Ryford. And he saw it riding away on a horse being held by Zawadzki with the traitor jet on the back of the horse. He saw that going one direction, and he saw his friends in peril at the hands of Forliris in the other direction. And it is his turn. He must make a decision where he's going to go next. I mean, in peril's a bit of a strong, strong word. How do you know we can't just kick his ass? I'm gonna make four wheel of my bits. He's gonna call me daddy. Apparently getting fingered right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, just for clarification, were we in the skill challenge portion or the combat portion of the turn order? Oh, that would... That would be helpful. So for 
anybody that may have forgotten last episode, during the battle, whenever our adventurers were facing off against the mass hordes of demons and enemies, they had to go through a skill challenge. And when they successfully completed X number of skill challenges, then we progressed to a quote-unquote boss battle. So Forliris is the next boss, and we are now in regular combat. Right on. So, this is my internal struggle going on. This is this is how my brain is operating. I see my friend in peril, apparently. So I'm going to make the conscious decision to assist them, and I'll get my hammer at a later occasion. So, I would like to charge into the area and assault Orleers. All right. You run on over there. Um, you are near enough that you can make it this turn. And how exactly do you intend to assault this demon that had stolen away your parents? I am still raging, correct? Yes, you are. Okay, cool. I would like to run and take a nice level swing into his... Uh, I want to go for sternum. We'll go for sternum for the first hit. We'll see if that lands. And uh, since Forlyris is larger than you are, you're going to come running in, leaping into the air, wielding your warhammer, your replacement warhammer, putting your rage behind it, and what do you roll? A natural 19, so 28. That will hit. All right, 19 plus 9, 28. Yeah. That's correct. Okay, I can do math. Okay, cool. So, jump, hit him in the sternum. I come down, I want to sweep the back of his kneecap. I like kneecaps. Huh. See a freckle alignment in the shape of a door? <laughs> 23. 23 will also hit. See, the reason why he likes to go after kneecaps is because it's the opposite of a door. It doesn't swing open. No, no it's just that my attitude. favorite part of the body. <laughs> <laughs> it's just my favorite part of the body. Is the back of the knee. The easiest place to penetrate. No, just just me. I gotta write that down. <laughs> just write that down. Write that down. I've been doing this wrong all the time. And I just have a plus one Warhammer, right? Correct. 19 for one, and then 16 for the other. All right, so that's a total of 35 damage that you deal to for Lyris, this dread demon from your past. And then... Oh, and th- Hold on, motherfucker. Okay, okay. Hold on, motherfucker. I have my ancestral warrior thing. So I enter rage. While raging, first attack becomes until start of next turn. Target has disadvantage on any attack roll. Creature. What the fuck is that? It just says sucks. S U C C S. I'm guessing that means succeeds. Attack now has resistance. Yes. So what you're referring to is your ancestral protectors, which oh, yeah. appear when you rage and. While raging, the first creature you hit with an attack on your turn becomes the target of those warriors, which hinder its attacks. And as you said, uh, that target has disadvantage on any attack roll that isn't against you. Correct. And when a target hits a creature other than you with an attack, that creature has resistance to the damage of the target's attacks. That's what I said. You said it flawlessly. He's going to start to rage and then give uh, Brixius a good old, like, good game pat on the bottom, therefore declaring him the target of the Ancestral Guardians. 
Forlira certainly does not like the fact that you all have ganged up on him, and the Bixby's hand that, or the arcane hand that Chadley has used to grapple Forlira's is not lightening his mood at all. So, what Forlira's is going to do is take a legendary action and teleport 60 feet into the sky. Just look straight up into the sky. Can you do that while being grappled? I did it when I was grappled uh, by the uh, false hydra, so I'm going to take a ganger and say yes. Maybe. Yes. I mean, it, is he casting a spell? Uh, it is a legendary action. Okay. Just want to make sure. Yeah. So in that case, um, the creature could still get away. And again, it's just grappled. So even if somebody is grappled, they can still make attacks or uh, cast spells. They just are... Um, the speed becomes zero. So, yeah, Forlyris is now 60 feet up in the air. And then that is going to bring us to Dalvia's turn. Dalvia is going to go ahead and... Uh, oh, man, she's got so many spells. Which one does she want to use? Wizards, am I right? She's going to cast Fireball. A big brain right there, the biggest brain. <laughs> she's going to cast Fireball. We'll do it at a third level. Or, no, at a fourth level. Sorry. She's going to cast it at a fourth level up at Forlyris. Uh, since Forlyris is up in the sky, it will be far enough away that it won't hurt anybody on the ground, any of the allies. Unless she misses, and it falls down and hits all of us. <laughs> That's true. Just nukes us. Just pulls out Uno reverse card. Mirror shield it. Mirror shield. Ooh. Mirror force. Yeah, mirror force was what I was thinking You've of. You've activated my trap oh, card. Nice. Mirror force. Magical cylinder. Fuck. <laughs> so, uh, Forlyris does not have dexterity saving throw bonuses and also has a minus 1d4 to its saving throws from last episode when Chadley cast Mind Spike. So, Flipper, that's my bad. Forlyris is going to fail the saving throw on the fireball. Hey, nice. And is going to take... DM buffing his own character. Oh, jeez. 86 plus another D6, so 96 damage. 96 damage? Wow, that's more than the possible max damage. I like this girl. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a total of 35 damage, uh, and then... Government always takes out too much in the taxes, I swear. Ooh, but it's fire <laughs> damage, uh, which Forlyris is actually immune to. So. Heals him. Damn it, Dalvia. Thought you were supposed to be fucking smart. Yeah, can I, like, <laughs> cast message at, uh, like, uh, you that idiot. is a demon. I Did you just fireball the demon? It's the heat of battle. I just went with the first thing that came to mind. I'm sorry. Why did you even prepare fireball today? <laughs> That's a good question, actually. You idiot. I mean, I was excited for you. I honestly was going to ready to cast my own fireball. Thank you for doing that before I did. You're welcome, I guess. That brings us to Jet's turn. Jet, you are riding away from Forlyris and the group. You are on the back of a horse riding behind Zawadzki, and you have just been handed a greater health potion by your new ally. Zawadzki is in front on the horse, and he has made sure to take the Diademic Zorius and put it on his head, and he's saying... We need to make sure that the portal stays open for as long as it takes. 
to finish our battle and allow Sorganus to assume his true form. Once that happens, the planes will merge and the Diadem Exorius will be no longer necessary. Okay. Are you going to take the health potion after getting your ass kicked by your former friends? Well, you see, when I took my uh, legendary action to heal myself, I uh, I don't really need it, but... Very well. Hold on to it. And hold on to me, because here we go back into the battle. <laughs> Maybe hit that purified scum on the way. Oh, I'll hold on to you. Don't you worry. Real close. I'll make you feel safe. So are you going to hit anything on as you're, wa- as you're going by, Jet? Well, I mean, I guess while we're trying to... Like, while I'm following Zawadzki is where we're doing. I guess if we're passing people, I'll be, you know... Just having my quarterstaff out. You said we're on horseback, so I'll just be taking, like, you know, polo swings at people. Like their mailboxes. <laughs> just, yeah, like their mailboxes. <laughs> maybe m- maybe change my quarterstaff into, like, a uh, baseball, baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right, Brixius, you have just seen Ambionitis run over to help fight for Lyris before you and he were facing off against each other and there was a clear line in the midst of all of this chaos. It is your turn. Couple technical questions. Would would I know if Siren's axe would paralyze, I guess, Forlyrus to make him no longer able to fly so he would come back down? I think Abe would, since he knows everything about demons. Yeah, Abe. (laughs) Would that happen? Abe is... I can't can't hear you from over here. (laughs) Speak up. I cast message to Abe. Well, I don't want to actually do that because that's going to ruin my fucking actions. But I guess, like, I mean, even outside a show, like, because I'm trying to think of, like, the flavor of my move for kind of planning things out for, like, I don't know, just, like, painting the picture and everything like that. Is that something that would happen or no? Or would you want me to try it to see if it happens? Like, I'm not just going to tell you whether or not it's going to work. By the, at this point, if you don't, if you as your character, as a player, don't know whether or not it's going to work, then I'm not going to give it to you. All right. So four, four, the four-wheeler is still 60 feet above? That's correct. All right. Now, I'm going to say, of... since you're actually like a ways away from where everybody else is fighting, it's more like 80 feet for you if we're taking the hypotenuse. Okay. <laughs> you say so. I'd like to move... I guess, almost directly underneath the flying four-wheeler. But not, I guess, I guess not immediately underneath in case my first move of throwing Siren's axe into him does paralyze him and he comes plummeting out of the sky. I'd like for him to not land on me. I feel like you'd be (laughs) able to move. Well, I'd like to... Can I ask a question to the DM? Sure. Would my now empty hand be technically 60 feet below him at this point? Correct. Okay. Can your hand raise me up? Is it strong? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, wait. Oh, and, yeah. And an actual move base, can I Can I just sit on this I mean, that, that's metagaming, but you saw what the hand can do, so... Right, I mean, so... I'm, I'm okay with you guys talking as characters. That that could def- That's definitely happening. With turnover and everything, like, like turn order and everything... Would, if I wanted to get on the hand, would you allow for it to be able to move me this turn? 
for attack purposes, or would you say no because it's not Chadley's turn? What you would have to do is ready, you would have to take your turn to ready an action to do X attack once the hand moves you up. Okay. I mean, I imagine this is just me. Like, the hand was basically looks like it's doing the whole, uh, the joke where you hold your, uh, hold, you know, near your crotch or something like that. Uh, completely empty. I, I, I think you could probably climb on top of it if you wanted to. Like, sit in it like a tire swing, kinda. Good, yes. actually. Good. <laughs> just, just, just don't get knocked off. Just have it hold your mage hand and just whip it. Gotcha. Okay. Whip it real good. Let's push it real good. Okay, hold on. Oops. Hold on. I gotta think from a, from a technical... Gotta, gotta plan this out because there was gonna be... Because my guy, once I attack, I can actually attack three times. So I guess I could plan all of that out. Yeah. Okay. I think <laughs> I... I think I know what I want to do. So do I have to, when I ready an action for an attack, do I have to describe the type of attack, or could I just ready an action for an attack and then do it, and when we get to it, could I then exploit it? You have to have a specific trigger and a specific action that you are going to do. Okay. When that trigger occurs. Chadley. Uh, yes. I need your help with something, little buddy. Uh, you're not gonna spear me again right here. I was thinking more donkey kick, but you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna back pocket that one for next time, actually. What I need from you is I'm gonna climb inside your hole here. Whoa, hold on. Let's let's Excuse reel it back. me. <laughs> I'm gonna reel this one back real quick, okay? I didn't think you're, we were like this. I need your hand I need I need your hand on me, essentially. <laughs> hold on, let me Oh, I'm butchering this puts a hand on your kneecap. I'm always there for you, friend. You get what I'm saying, right? No. Jadley. I don't know what else I can offer. (laughs) He says, I get what you're saying, buddy. Starts unbuttoning his shirt. (laughs) Somebody get me a stool over here. I need a stool. (laughs) All right. Maybe I'm not being clear enough with you, Chadley. (laughs) I'm going to climb through your hole and sit in it. The one of the floating hand. And when you have the opportunity, I'm going to need you to raise me up so I can stand on mountains. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think, yes. That's exactly what I was going to say. Brokeback style. I get it. Okay. <laughs> and once that happens, what I'm going to do is I'm going to fly up right above the flying fucking demon above us so that I can do a series of moves, including I'm going to... Hold on, I gotta think of the right order here. Let me think. Because there's three moves. Okay. Well, just so you know, if you ready an action, you only get one action. You ready an action. Exactly. But if he has three attacks for one action, can he still do three attacks? Because that's one action? No. What? When I I can use an action as an attack... Yeah, I take the attack action and I get two extra attacks. So I would have three attacks. A lot of conflict between reading an attack and uh, basically opportunity attacks, because some people thought that they can also mm. hit all three. But Yeah, so per Jeremy Crawford, uh, the guy in charge of D&D, uh, the ready oh. action lets you ready any action that you can take, including attack, but extra attack is on your turn when you take the attack action. So you get one attack. Jeremy Crawford sounds like a piece of shit. Yeah, what does he even know oh, anyways? <laughs> that's that's the beauty of running our own fucking show is we can do whatever the hell we want. Homebrew. 
You just want to ruin cool, buddy. I mean, all of my fun. Biters don't get much. Literally, that's all I could ever do is just hit things. <laughs> and hit things more. <laughs> and when I level up, it's just like, yeah, you can hit things in extra time. <laughs> You're like the District 13. Oh my goodness. Boo. Well, I guess I'm just going to ride the hand up and ready and attack action. And I guess I'm just going to try Siren's axe so that I can go above said demon and drop the axe into him and hopefully paralyze him and plummet to the ground with him. And then I guess on my next turn, I'll be able to do all the cool stuff that I had planned that I've been thinking about for the last 10 minutes in silence because I had three really cool attacks and maneuvers set up and you're ruining it all. <laughs> Damn it, Paul. But that is what I'm going to do, Chadley. And I just, uh... All right, everybody aboard the pain train. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I jump on Chadley's pain train. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I'm gonna... And as you do that, Hexor uh, oh. is going to shoot his hand forward, and you're going to see six bright blue darts of energy shoot out of his hand, streak towards Forlyris up in the sky, and... And kills him. Well, who knows? We'll see. But uh, he cast Magic Missile at third level, so that's three magical darts plus three more for the three spell slots, or the three levels of spell slots, dealing 26 total damage to four Lyris. Oh, roll some real dice, Paul. In all honesty, uh, well, he uh, he doesn't have very many good spells for high in the air. He's got a bad leg. He's got, he's got a lot of fireball. Oh no. You morons. Ben, you should have readied uh, action with Hexor so he could have, like, earth bended you just into the air. <laughs> well, what I should have done is since I wouldn't have been able to do everything I wanted to do in the air regardless, I should have just threw the damn axe. <laughs> because it's probably in throwing range. Alright, Forlyris is up next. Forlyris is going to. He lands. <laughs> 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 well, first, what he is going to do. I'll quit. Is he is going to call down <laughs> as he is flying above you. He is going to call down to all of you and say, You puny mortals, it is time you learn your place. And he's going to put his hands back, point down at you as away from the cavalry that has been flying in from last turn, they're going to peel five rock. Oh which are weird, mutilated, like, baby eaglets, but grown into full form, so they're skeletal, and their feathers are gray and puffy, and they look like they're falling off. Their beaks are all mangled and twisted, and they're going to dive bomb at you. Oh, goodness, who has the McDonald's fries? There's demonic seagulls heading towards us. They're after my mushrooms. We dodge, we dip, we duck, we dive, and then most importantly, we dodge again. If you can dodge rocks, you can dodge them all. Brock, I thought we said Brock, like the Pokemon trainer. They have their eyes closed, they can't see us. <laughs> There's no eyes for them to peck out. <laughs> so two of the Brock are going to dive bond first, and they are going to go after Brothian and Chadley. Obama. Uh, the first one is going to go after Prothean with both its beak and its talons, rolling a natural 20, and then 
missing on the second one because that is only a 12 total. But the natural 20 is the beak. Gonna dive bomb, latching its mangled and twisted beak into uh, Prothean's shoulder, dealing a total of eight damage. And as I'm gonna use it... House of Buke. Fuck that fucking fucker. <laughs> All right, go ahead and... Uh... Oh, it's a saving throw. What is my saving throw? It is a dexterity saving throw. 15. All right, that is not going to be enough. The rock succeeds with a 16. That's going to be half of it. Okay, and how much damage? I'm casting this at a level 2, so it's going to be 4. Sorry, 2d10, because it's going to be half of 4. So I'm just going to roll 4 and then do half of that. Paul, would you say... If I'm hiding between his... Well, not hiding, but standing between his legs, would you keep that as aesthetically open, or is there any cover that could be given from that? <laughs> well, it depends. No cover, but you have is some concealment. mast full mast? You know, how much... <laughs> depends if you get quarter cover, half cover, no cover. <laughs> if he's Roman helmeting you, does that count as armor? Yeah, do I oh. gotta have to admit that his... Uh, Long John is like covering part of my body in order to take some extra AC. If so, I'm wide open. I'm wide open. I'm, I'm moving that out of the way. <laughs> so with the halfling, um, because your size is small, it would depend on whether or not you have the ability to hide behind a smaller per or a larger person. Um, I yes. don't think I As, do. Are you lightfoot? Uh, I say yes. Yes, I am a lightfoot halfling. Okay, so you can use people as cover. Good call. Then I'll let you decide how much cover I get hiding underneath uh, Protheon of all people. Okay, well, <laughs> in all honesty, like, if you were covered like that, he, the Vrock probably wouldn't go after you, but I shall be true to my word. Mess me up. Please don't. <laughs> that was eight damage. Okay, eight damage. Eight fire damage. Way to fucking hit it, guy. Okay. The Vrock is not done with its turn. Because it has now fallen in amongst all of you, those puffs of feathers that were falling off of it are actually spores that is going to release in a 15-foot radius of toxic dust. And I'm going to need each creature in the area to succeed on a DC 14 constitution saving throw or become poisoned. So that includes Gooch, Chadley, Prothean, and Ambionitis. Suck me. Oh, and uh, Brixius. I rolled a 17. Chadley also rolled a 17. 16 plus 1. Lucky. Brixius rolled a natural 1. However, oh, same. <laughs> Brixius then used his uh, indomitable feat to re-roll one failed saving throw and then came back with a 19. Nice. You right. girl, send me pics of those indomitable feet. <laughs> Ambionitis? <laughs> Ambionitis rolled a 23. Okay, so Gooch is the only one that is going to become poisoned. The poison Gooch. Damn. Gooch, no. Down with the sickness. That's a rank Gooch. So I'm just like eating the spores like there's snow in fucking winter. Just lapping <laughs> Nuclear it Nuclear winter. Mm. <laughs> the Barney song the gumdrops or sunshine is like gumdrops with my tongue out ah 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 what the, what the fuck I'm Paul genuinely terrified to Paul <laughs> Paul <laughs> Paul was Barney teaching 
acid for us? Like, <laughs> Paul, what are you? What are you opening up your mouth and letting fall into your mouth? Ah, 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 ah. Hey, uh, I don't know. Uh, a lot. Of, I think the fact that Barney is showing up to these children may be that they're on an acid trip anyway. So, hey, Paul, do you want my gumdrops in your mouth? Speaking of uh, acid, Brazilian style. <laughs> So the poisoned effect is going to give Gooch disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. And in addition to that, you are going to take some damage from the poison. Seems like Gooch is getting boned pretty hard right now. Right, Nicolese Gorm. So that's going to be a total of seven poison damage at the beginning of each of your turns until you successfully beat the saving throw or empty a vial of holy water onto yourself. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> There's some on my belt. Do I take damage this turn, or do I just take damage the start of my next turn? So it'll actually be at the start of your turn. You'll okay. You'll take the seven damage. And then, do I have disadvantage on the Constitution saving throws? Yes. So all attack and saving throws from here on out, you have disadvantage on until you beat the Constitution saving throw. Heard. And you can do that at the end of each of your turns. Okay. But you'll still get to take your full turn. Right, right. And then the second rock, we're still on the rocks, the second rock is going to come sweeping down and it's going to do stunning screech. So that is going to emit a horrific screech and each creature within 20 feet of it can't, that can hear it and isn't a demon must succeed on a constitution saving throw or be stunned until the end of the rock's next turn. So that's what it's going to do to Chadley like at Chadley, but that's going to encompass uh, everybody that just did the poison saving throw and Dalvia. Oh. Does speaking infernal count as... No, it does not. Yeah. Is it really screeching at me or is it just like yelling like, oh, and I can understand it. <laughs> it's just yelling, oh, and you can hear it. Wait, what was it yelling again? Oh, one more time. Oh. Getting more Sorry, and more Paul, sensual. You weren't close to your mic for that one. <laughs> yeah. That... <laughs> Sorry, I had my headphones out. I didn't hear that. <laughs> hey, Paul, I'm moist. I don't think you were swishing or flicking it enough. That's an 11 for Gooch. You rolled with disadvantage? I sure did. 19 for Brixius. I got a 15. I rolled a 14. Uh, how much of a bonus do I get from uh, Protheum? Since Brothian is a paladin, he has an aura that helps uh, with uh, saving throws Ooh. based on his uh, charisma. Oh. Does Brothian do? even know he does that? <laughs> I do. It, I don't think it matters. I have rolled a nine, though. So I was just curious because I know paladins get that. Brothian has no interest in helping people. <laughs> it means you're all actually impervious to the screech. I'm looking it up now because I honestly did not know I had this. Called Aura of Whoa. Protection, I believe. Right, but doesn't he also have that cloak that makes him more charismatic as well that he got from the priest at Marnborn, which didn't we also not tell Prothean that he got it? We made him walk away so that he didn't try oh, to murder yeah. a priest for helping him out. So <laughs> really, Eric's playing his part perfectly because he does not know this exists. Starting at sixth level, whenever you or a friendly creature within 10 feet of you must make a saving throw, the creature gains a bonus of the saving throw equal to your charisma modifier. Minimum bonus once. You must be conscious to gain this bonus. Did not know I had that. Yes. Thank you very much, Tyler. Uh, I was just about to read that off for you. I was trying to save my own ass, so... 
So does that mean we all get a bonus to this? Well, anybody who's within 10 feet? Only the people that are within 10 feet of him. So that would be that would be Chadley, and I would also count it as Gooch. Technically a Prothean, too. <gasps> Wait, I'm immune to disease, too? Unless he forgets. He, like a light switch, maybe he has it turned off or something. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Prothean would also be included in the you or friendly creature within 10 feet. He has residual effects from being feeble-minded. <laughs> So, Eric, what is your charisma modifier? That would be three. Okay, so Gooch, Chadley, and Prothean each get to add three to their constitution roll. And what is that? Fourteen. Eighteen. Twelve. Okay. So everybody except Chadley failed that roll. Or no, sorry, Wait, succeeded what? at that roll. <laughs> 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 I was like, Wait like a yes! <laughs> I rolled eighteen. Would that nice. rolled lower, therefore you succeed harder. He succeeded. Would that bonus have uh, saved Gooch from the poison? Uh, no, he rolled a nat one. I rolled a nat one. Oh, a nat one yeah. before. Yeah, no, so. Uh, so get fucked. Damn. <laughs> did. Okay, Damn. so Chadley, you are now stunned. Yes, I am. Until the end of the rocks next turn. No. So if I'm stunned, does it end my spell with the hand? I don't know. Is it concentration? I think if I'm... I think since I'm incapacitated, it would end the spell. <laughs> yes. Fuck you. Yeah. Damn. Tyler, don't do this. Because, <laughs> Tyler, don't do this. Uh, a stunned creature is incapacitated, can't move, and can speak and can speak only falteringly. You automatically fail strength and dexterity saving throws, and attack rolls against the creature have advantage. So does that mean if I was sitting in Chadley's hand like a tire swing that I just fucking fall? Yep. Yep. Oh my goodness. That was like three, five feet. I was swinging. I was getting high. Um... Ow! Damn it, Chadley! What the hell are you doing? Hexor, did you feeble mind him too? (laughs) (laughs) So we are now to the top of the order. Dosh, you are up. All right. So Brixius's readied action. What? What was that for? Just if you got in range of. For Lyris, you were going to hit him? Yeah, can someone With else help Siren's him? Siren's axe, correct. All right. I got a plan. All right. So, Dosh is going to come hauling ass in, and <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be like, I got you, brother. And uh, it's going to grab Brixius. When was Dosh Macho Man Randy <laughs> said? Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like... And, yes. uh... He's going to cast Dimension Door to take Dosh and Brixius directly over Four Lyris. All right, I like it. Just teleport straight up. Portal style. Okay, and since you cast the spell, is there anything else that you're going to do during your turn? Um, I'm also going to give, as a bonus action, some Bardic Inspiration to Brixius so he doesn't fuck this up. <laughs> I'm just going to whisper in his ear, don't fuck this up. Brother. Dosh, do you think this axe is going to do anything? I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a fucking clue. That's Dosh, not Abe. <laughs> no, I asked Dosh. <laughs> I don't fucking know. 12. You'll ask Abe, though. He'll still roll. All right, so you get a D10 to add on to your next roll should you please and what if i don't please then you don't have to then use does it. it just go to waste uh, then? i think it it sticks around for like 10 minutes 
Yeah, ten minutes. It goes to waste. And use it whenever. And is this one of those things I need to decide, like, after the roll, but before I know the outcome or something like that? Yes, you must decide before the DM says whether the roll succeeds or fails. Well, if it happens in a roll, I need you to not tell me if it succeeds or fails until I give you permission because I need to look at something. (laughs) So don't you dare jump the gun. (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, so that then ends eight or that then ends Dasha's turn and the both of you are falling. You are falling straight down towards four Lyris. Brixius has that axe ready to go, ready to just punch it straight between for Lyris's wings that are spread wide, and then for Lyris is going to take a legendary action to teleport oh, down to the ground. You. <laughs> we'll see ya. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Swerve. Ben literally told you what would happen if you did this, Paul. <laughs> no, it's okay. I, I'll still have my. I'll still have my moment. Get back here, you patron saint. Of I'll have <laughs> no father figure women. <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> Patron saint of orphans, because you create so many of them. Here's the thing. I'll have my six seconds of fame. I will get one turn that I will be allowed to do something to four leers. Now, you're saying he teleports to the ground. Does he just go straight back down? He's going to teleport down behind uh, everybody. So everybody's looking up. He's now behind Brothian, Chadley, Gooch, Ambionitis, and Dalvia and Hexor. So not directly beneath me. Like, I'm not going to fall and eventually still hit him. Not unless you manage to angle yourself. What if I did? Mm, we'll have to see then. Oh. But you're still falling. All right. In that case. In that case, <laughs> Josh just did a finishing move on you. Where he teleports you <laughs> 16. The mega <laughs> power bomb. Just a seismic toss. Gets me into a tombstone pile driver <laughs> position. Goes 60 feet up. It just drops me all the way down. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, as a reaction, I'm going to cast Featherfall on the two of us. Ooh, Nice. nice nicely done. Nice yeah, save. because I was going to say after this next turn, you then would have... shit. I love it. As a reaction, I shit myself. <laughs> 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 so for Featherfall, how f- slowly are you falling now? Uh, uh, slow, like a feather. The rate of descent slows to 60 feet per round until the spell ends. And if you land before the spell ends, no falling damage is taken and you can land on your feet. Unless I grab him in a pile driver position. <laughs> and- <laughs> yes, precisely. Um, if so, he lands on his neck at 60 feet per second, is it still fine? Yes. Or 60 feet per round? Well, that's how fast you're falling, but the spell also means that you just fall softly. So when it's Dasha's turn again, you will have fallen the 60 feet. All right. So Taylor is off in the distance and has been breathing uh, cones of cold and paralyzing breath down on all of these demons fighting against the purified but suddenly she is swarmed by a pack of lying demons both shadowy leathery lying things and the vrock that have been attacking you and she is going to start tumbling through the air trying to claw away at these uh, creatures these demons as she's falling through the air then we get to Zawadzki, who is riding with Jet. Zawadzki is going to wield the 
Warhammer that he took from Ambionitis, and as Jet is baseball mailboxing heads on the right side, he's going to be doing it on the left side, and you just see sprays of blood, Mortal Kombat style, just boom, boom, boom. Or actually, let's let's uh, say like uh, the Kingsman, when during the finale, ooh, spoilers, during the finale, uh, everybody's heads start exploding into colorful blood spatters. Just dun 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 boom boom. What the fuck? <laughs> Beautiful. Spoilers, dude. Jeez. <laughs> Prothean, you are now up. Forlyris is behind you, and you see. Uh, Brixius and Dosh falling from the sky. You have just been attacked by a rock that has its mangled beak latched into your shoulder. I am going to try to stab it with my longsword while using divine uh, smite. Does a 15 hit? A 15 will hit. That meets and it beats. So you guys now know what the uh, DC is to hit this thing. Wait, what was it? Not saying it again. Wasn't talking 15. to you, fucker. <laughs> I was metagaming. God. If it meets and beats, I beats my meats. Indeed. Words to die by. Preferably live by. <laughs> wait, wait, I can't talk. My bad. <clears throat> I can't think right now. Tyler can talk. Chadley, only falteringly. Just hearing broken lyrics of... Uh, Lady Gaga songs. Poker face. Poker face. Just dance. Changing. Let's see. Well, that's that's David Bowie. Don't face the changes. Thirty-four damage. Thirty-four damage with divine smite. That is quite the hit against this rock. Oh, no, I'm just, like, shanking it in the stomach. Prison style with longsword. This rock now looks bloodied. And I'm going to swing around with my extra hit. Just rip it out and just come slicing down the cleavering it. Doing the exact same thing. Never mind. Natural one. Oh, boy. <laughs> Lied. Oh, wait, no, that's a seven. Yeah, no, I'm not going to hit. Okay. A seven's much better because if it was a natural one, bad things could have happened. Yeah, but they wouldn't. That's a nice car you got there. <laughs> Be a shame if you rolled the natural one. And that is going to then bring us to Wilhelmina, Figus, and Finrail, who have been fighting back-to-back this entire time, and they were facing off against the last demon that this group had been fighting against. And they are now going to make their way over, hacking and slashing through demons these mounds of flesh and these leathery bat-like creatures and crawling centipede-like minions making their way over to Forlyris to help out when two of the other Vrock are going to peel away from the group that had dive-bombed you, summoned by Forlyris, and are going to attack Wilhelmina, Figus, and Finrail. And they are going to roll a 19 naturally, so that is going to be a 24, and then a... 22 to hit Figus and Finrail. And they are going to latch on with their claws. One is going to try and carry Figus away before the other tumbles into it and takes out Finrail. You see the two of them go down and Wilhelmina cries out in pain. 
you see them all disappear behind the hordes of demons that are falling into place around you. The purified continue to fight around you. It's mass chaos. There seems to be no give or take from either side, even as the demons continue to come through this portal, this blue-green barrier that is behind Sargonis, a shadowy, monstrous figure off on the horizon. Even as these demons keep pouring forth, it seems like the purified have managed to staunch the flow just enough so far, but how much longer, you don't know. Chadley, you are up. You are stunned. Is there anything that you can do for yourself on this turn? Uh, Chadley is probably desperately holding on to the side of uh, the knee plate attached to Prothean, trying to keep themselves upright. And uh, he's going to try to mentally uh, speak out to Kaka. I just... Kaka, get crowned. And I'm going to try to tell Kaka to end their surveillance and come down and try to cause some trouble. But uh, that's pretty much all I can do. Besides, like, Rothian, don't move too fast. (laughs) All right, well, that sounds perfectly reasonable to me. And as the DM, you have full control of the bird, so you can decide if it goes down straight to Sargonis or something like that. And uh, (laughs) we have an unwitting end for Kaka. Well, as Kawkaw has been doing surveillance around the field, we're going to give it a little bit of time to find the crown amidst all of this chaos happening on the ground. Uh, but while Kawkaw is looking, and you are trying to recover from your stun, Abe is up. Alright. Abe is going to uh, declare four-wheeler his slayer's prey. I do declare... And then he's just going to shoot him in the tip of the penis twice. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my. <laughs> or actually, is since four-wheeler landed, like, behind the rest of the group, and I'm at a bit of a distance, is he facing away from me? He is uh, square to you. So just facing, like, directly towards me? No. Um, so he's facing the group, and he is square to... You are square to the left, we'll say, of Forlaris. Gotcha. So you're looking dead on, and Forlaris is looking perpendicular to where you're looking. So I, I'm on his left? Uh, which side was his tattoo on? I think on the his left. His head of rabbit. All right, I'm going to shoot him right in the tat. <laughs> oh, so, I mean, his his... He's a giant-ass demon. He also has... He's pretty hung if you still want to get the tip of his penis. It is <laughs> available. Actually, oh, oh, All right, first of all... Hold on. Okay, in, in that case, I'm going to shoot my first arrow. Even kites need tails. I'm going to shoot my first <laughs> arrow at the tat, and I rolled a 21 on that. And then the second arrow, I'm going to try and pierce the tip sideways. going to be an 18... Ooh, unfortunately, that is one shy of his armor class. So you miss that mark, and it just goes zipping by this uh, the the tip of this demon's dong. I say, ah, he's too small for me. (laughs) All right. Also, you said 18 missed. I thought his AC was 15. What did I miss? That was was a Vrak. Vrak. Oh. Ah. Dwayne the Vrak Johnson. Dwayne the Vrak Johnson. Rocky Balboa. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors. 
Rocky and Bullwinkle. Right. It's going to be 21 damage right to his tat. Rock Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Abe's arrow is going to pierce Forlyris's tattoo, and Forlyris is going to swivel his head in the direction of Abe, growl menacingly, and then look back to the fight at hand. The last two Vrock that Forlyris had summoned to his aid are going to dive bomb at this moment. One is going to peel off. Actually, you know what? Let's have both peel off at Abe because Abe just pissed off Forlyris. Oh, shit. So Sorry. that is going to be four attacks coming uh, from both of the Vrock's beaks and both of the Vrock's talons. They're just going to be hacking, slashing, biting at you. They're frickin' seagulls, and you're the french fry. Is a 13 going to hit? Hell no. Okay, so... Believe it or not, you only (laughs) take one hit from all four of those. What was that? What was that one? Uh, the beak. Like, what what did you roll for that? Uh, so the, the highest that I rolled was a 24. Then I rolled two 13s, and then I rolled a 9. Okay, that's what 24 might hit. So you're going to take uh, eight piercing damage. And then because there are two of these things in your vicinity, they release their spores. And you're going to need to roll two constitution saving throws to see if you get poisoned. Oof. Or you can roll one constitution saving throw to see if you get double poisoned. <laughs> They're sporing on you. Are you within 10 feet of Prothean still? I hope not, because that means I also have to roll then. Abe was never within range of Prothean, unfortunately. All right. That first one's going to be a nine. And am I going to get double poisoned, or can I only get poisoned once? <laughs> you can only get poisoned once, but you could take double poison damage. You get All right, super poisoned. And the second one was a natural 20. Okay. <laughs> which makes up for the nine, which means you actually take no poison. <laughs> yes. Yes. I shrug it off Good so hard. Good things need to happen. <laughs> you now have disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks, and you will take damage at the beginning of each of your turns. Just like Gooch is about to take, he's finally going to take that seven damage from his poison, <gasps> and it is now Gooch's turn in order to do whatever he will do, but he has disadvantage on ability and saving throws, or ability checks and saving throws. Uh, quick question about the, is that considered a spell poison or just poison from something different? It's just poison, it's not a spell. A curable condition by a paladin. Yeah, that's true. Would Gooch- yeah, I was just gonna say to squeeze my legs together my next turn. <laughs> Heal them that way. Would Gooch know <laughs> well, that, um, Prothean is that he has that aura around him. I don't think he would like inherently know. Hey, this is an aura of protection, but he feels safer around Prothean. Okay, uh, I, would I don't think, think anyone feels safer around Prothean. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> In the midst of all of these demons, he feels safer around Prothean than without Prothean's maniacal laughing and swinging of the swords. For whatever reason, the grass is greener there. Also, don't forget, Gooch has never met Prothean before. Oh, that's so, true. Yeah, he has no idea. Um, who? Yeah, he has no idea about, Pro, uh, about Prothean. Well, then he would definitely not know about the aura. But I would, I would think though, from Gooch's travels throughout the world, he would know that paladins naturally have this ability. So if he would know even at all from our first encounter or Prothean talking about crusades, maybe 
uh, that he would be a paladin of some sort. But which Gooch then... has never met Prothean. It's a stretch. I'd right, say no. But once we got off the ship, Prothean was already sitting there screaming about crusades and everything. <laughs> so he might have been, oh, this dude's a paladin. And then he would then know that paladins have this ability. Okay, well, the question is, what do you need to know? Why do you need to know whether or not you would know about this? He wants the metagame. Just let the guy do it. <laughs> if he, if Gooch knows about the aura or feels safer around Prothean, he's not going to move. If that's not the case, if he doesn't feel safer around Prothean, he would move in for a melee attack. You can move in for a melee attack against Forlyris and still be within the aura. Sick. So that's what I do. Uh, so yeah, I'm just going, going to attack with my rapier at disadvantage. Has the Revengers ever seen another paladin besides Prothean? Like, is this the, what their basis of what paladins should be like? Yes. <laughs> yep. I'm a model paladin. Um, Harry is a paladin. Oh, thank God, there's hope. <laughs> but we didn't know that. Will an 18 hit four Lyrus? No. Okay. Uh, I will use my bonus action to try and strike him with my dagger. Who has the Bardic Inspiration? Oh, that's Brixius. Who still has an action ready. <laughs> Just been arm cocked back. For work. <laughs> will a 15 hit four Lyrus? A 15 will not hit four Lyrus either. All right. Gooch is going to cry a little bit, uh, scratch his ass, and then uh, make a constitution saving throw. Will a 15 get rid of my poison? You're no longer poisoned. Fuck you. Oh, yeah, brother. Oh, yeah, brother. You're not hungover. <laughs> brother. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ambionitis, you are up. Your immediate surroundings are basically most of your friends except for... Uh, Brixius and Dosh, who are falling from the sky. Abe, who's off battling two Vrocks on his own. And then Forlyrus is about ten feet away from you. Behind you. I wonder if I can catch my brother and Dosh with my Warhammer in a nice swinging motion. Well, we are about <laughs> halfway through the uh, turn order, so they will have fallen thirty feet down. I wonder if you could take your Warhammer and just, like, knock him over towards Morlyrus. You wanna <laughs> just take that tag action against your brother to send him. <laughs> no, yeah, it actually might work because I could grip my shield and if, if you hit my shield, it might actually absorb some of that damage so I could shield bash him on the way because my you shield didn't, does that. that. But a shield bash wasn't the action you had ready. No, but it could still charge up my shield. Do you want me to pinpoint accuracy <laughs> bash your shield? Here's the thing. <laughs> Get this. Okay. I know that you're going to take his fucking swing on me. <laughs> no, it's my brother. I know my brother would fucking hit me if I was falling out of the sky <laughs> and send me that way. I'm just falling down. Help! Help! <laughs> How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? No, I Can't would. Can't you see he's trying to kick my butt? <laughs> I love the young people. Kicking butt is something we do after school. What? <laughs> Just gone. So I would see him fall and go, eh, I'll be okay. I don't want to hit four wheeler. All right. Go ahead and roll twice. Ah, oh. Gone forever. Any other new die? That was a nice rage groan. Oh. So the first one was 23, and the second one was 20. Not natural. 
Both of those will hit. Yay. 18 for both. So I rolled total of 18 or 18 times 2? Oh, 18 times 2. So that's a total of 36 damage. Nice. If that's what 18 times 2 is, then yes. All right. Well, as you... uh, as you're swinging at Forlaris, how are you doing it? Last time it was sternum and kneecap. What are you doing this time? I guess I would swing as... He was behind me, right? Correct. Okay, so I would probably turn around and swing at his shoulder to try to dislocate that or cause extreme discomfort. And then I would go back. So I would swing high and right to shoulder. And then low and left to kneecap. Oh, getting both kneecaps. Dang. All right, well, since you do that, Vorlyrus remembers that you got his kneecap last time, and he is going to take a legendary action to cast Firestorm, and this is going to release a whorl of flames that are going to swirl around in a 20-foot radius. All creatures in that area must each make a dexterity saving throw or take half damage on a failed save. Or no, half half damage on a successful save. So that includes everybody except for Abe, Brixius, and Dosh. Was that his first attack? This is uh, for Lyris's... Since I hit him last time. Yeah, actually, I think it is. Because he had disadvantage. Uh, well, this is this is an area effect, so there's no disadvantage. Just making sure you're aware. You say I'll get hit by this, uh, too? Correct. Okay. And I need to make a dex? Yes. Uh, since you're stunned... Oh, I know. I know. (laughs) You're automatically going to fail. Damn. I got a 15. Has it been the Vrock's turn? Uh, no, not yet. Uh, your Vrock is at the very end of the order. (laughs) Oh, this is gonna hurt. Gooch rolled a 27 and uses his evasion perk to negate all damage. Okay, and then don't forget that anybody within Prothean's uh, aura of protection gets a, a plus three to their saving throw. Gooch is balling out with a 30 then. A plus three to negative 20. <laughs> yeah, negative <laughs> 17. <laughs> Close. Ambionize? You said this was dexterity, right? Correct. Okay, so I do have advantage, because I'm a barb. And I rolled a nat 20 on the second. A nat 20? Oh, yeah. Okay, what are your modifiers? Two, yes. Okay, so 22 total? For a nat 20? Because it's a legendary action. How many legendary attacks does this guy have? As many as Paul wants to give him. (laughs) 22. Everybody except for Gooch and... Uh, Ambionitis are going to take full damage, which is going to be a total is going to be a total of 15 fire damage. Oh, thank God. Damn. Sorry, I was expecting like one shot damage. Yeah, I was expecting like a hundred from Paul for some reason. And then uh, Gooch will take no damage and then Ambionitis will take half of 15, which will be eight. And then because you are well, you're raging, you don't get uh, resistance to fire damage, so you're going to take the, the 8. And then Dalvi and Hexa are both going to take the 15 as well. And then it is actually Forlyrus' turn, not legendary actions, but the full turn. So 
Forlyris is finally going to get to attack, actually attack, and is going to go ahead and go after uh, Ambionitis. And also, because Forlyris is a fire demon lord, Forlyris has an aura of fire in addition to his regular or not regular, but in, in addition to his Firestorm legendary action. So any creature that is within five feet of Forlyris at the start of its turn is going to take 10 fire damage. Ouch. And any creature that touches the... Oh, wait. Well, this is new. Any creature that touches or hits it with a melee attack while within five feet of it is going to take 10 fire damage as well. Oh. So... Uh, <laughs> so melee attacks are no bueno. Yeah, so we'll say that he ignites his fire aura right now, uh, <laughs> since I forgot that that was the second part of fire aura. Uh, so that means that Gooch and uh, Ambionitis are both going to take 10 fire damage, um, and then here come the actual attacks. Yes, uh, Gene. Does that count? Hold on, my, okay, my laptop is fucking up. Does that count as an attack that I can see? When yes. an attacker that you can see hits you with an attack, do those requirements meet this situa- situation? Um, I'm going to say no on this one. Because it's an aura, not like a... Yeah, it's not... Explicit an, attack? Exactly. It's like you're walking into... Hey, there's some flame. I'm going to go walk into it. It's just very toasty. <laughs> so, um, but here come actual attacks that if uh, Forlaris decides to go after you, you could evade. Uh, but Forlyris is not because Ambionitis has attacked him multiple times, so all the attacks are going to go at Ambionitis. First is going to come a longsword slash that is going to be a 25 to hit, so I know that's going to hit. And then uh, Forlyris is going to whip out flame from his hand and then whack you across the face with it, Ambionitis. And that Damn, is the slap of syphilis. Watch out. <laughs> and that is going to be a total of 30 to hit. So the long sword slash is going to hit you for. I have a feeling the axe isn't going to paralyze him. He's <laughs> <laughs> just going to take a legendary action and say it doesn't. Yeah, I have a feeling this axe would not paralyze him. This is just me oh, thinking while you're rolling. Uh, for. <laughs> for 21 damage uh, from the slash itself, and then it's going to crackle with lightning energy, and you're going to take another 13 from the lightning, so that's a total of 34. Half of that would be 17. Oh, wait, no, you don't get half of that from your raid. But he does get half of the first attack, right? Right, so you would take uh, half of 21, which would be 11, and then... 13, so that's 24 damage. And then the fiery whip is going to be 15 slashing, so you're going to take 8 off of that, and then 10 fire damage, which is a total of 18 off of that, so 18 from the whip. And then I need you to roll a strength saving throw, please. This guy's really into killing hammer bottoms, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to be hammering the bottom of the hammer bottoms. He's kind of a pro at it. <laughs> he's at the top of the leaderboards for killing hammer bottoms, honestly. He's like, he's like two for four, you know, I just gotta finish off my collection. You said strength? Yes, strength. Uh, 17. 
Okay, uh, you fail, so the whip is going to wrap itself around you. You are going to be <laughs> pulled right into Forlyris's face, and he is going to growl at you. He's going to kiss you. <laughs> I don't remember your parents. I don't either. <laughs> but I will remember this death. Good. I don't remember them either. <laughs> Thanks to some asshole. <laughs> we scream that. <laughs> uh, Dalvia is up, and she is going to... Hit him with a fireball. TK <laughs> fire. Oh, the first one didn't work? I'd do it again. <laughs> that wasn't me as a player. That was uh, Abe saying that in that voice. <laughs> Just a shit talker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dalvia is actually going to get up from after being knocked down by the firestorm and is going to say, fuck this, and run forward, grab Ambionitis, and then Dimension Door out of there with Ambionitis, so that you are now 30 feet away from Forlyris. Directly above in a tombstone pile driver! <laughs> and then it is going to be Jet's turn. You are currently on the back of Zawadzki's horse, mailboxing people's heads. What would you like to do? <laughs> Wait, I don't have my own horse? No, you're on the back of Zawadzki's horse. No, you're riding bitch. Oh, well, that really screws up what I was thinking. Um, There is somebody who just got knocked off a horse coming up on your right side. How convenient. Well, I was going to say, I was going to make this happen anyway. But what I want to do is, I suppose, try... Like, the only other thing I can gain at this point is I just want to try to uh, take the diadem off of Zawatsky's head and put it on my own. Because I... I'm the actual Avatar Saganas, so I deserve to wear it. And I'm going to grab it and just kind of like try to hop off onto somebody else's horse then and just kind of take the horse. So Watsky's going to yell after you, Jet, it is best if I cower yet. Come back here. No. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> uh, Brixius, you are up. You are falling out of the sky. You have not landed yet because it is not yet Dasha's turn. Uh, so your ready to action is now nullified, but you are in midair and you have control. Wait a second. So am I not going to be able to take a movement this turn because I'm still falling? I'll let you make an acrobatics check to like, or you could push yourself off of uh, Dosh and just like, I don't know, like, let's say that you're underwater and you're pushing off the wall to dive down underwater. You could do that in the air. Just push off of Dosh. Would you, what, would it be doable for me to be within melee range of Four Layers this turn? Oh, definitely. Okay. And would I be able to make an attack if I try to push myself off or, you know, do any sort of check to get down? Are you going to say that that would be my action for the turn? No, that would be your movement. Well, here's what's going to happen. Dash, push me away from you. Because <laughs> I, I need to push off of... Okay, so I need to push off of something. I'm actually going to turn and kind of like Paul said, like picture a, a swimmer when he's making his turn at the end. He like does like a little <laughs> flip and kicks off. I'm just going to, as I'm slow falling, do a, do a flip and kick off of Dash. And then I picture I'm still like... Like, I'm able to go horizontally at a pretty decent speed, but I'm, like, slowly still falling. <laughs> Just slow falling. <laughs> oh. As I get kicked off of. 
And uh, as I'm slowly making my way towards four Lyris in the air, what I'm going to first do is I am going to throw my Warhammer. Now, I know a Warhammer, you might argue that it is not a weapon that can be thrown. However, I'm going to say I can. So, <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy Crawford said it's good. Huh, that's weird. <laughs> Look at me. I am the DM. I, now. I, I say that you can, but you would have to use strength mod. Or, no, I mean, anything can be a, a thrown weapon. I deal with my greatsword all the time. Um, there are just certain things that have the thrown property. I mean, you're within like 10 feet. Did you say I can use my strength modifier to throw it? Um, if I wanted to make somewhat of a ranged attack, let's say, by throwing No, you would still have to use dexterity. I know that it started to come out, but you would still have to use dexterity okay. to throw it. That is what I'm going to do. So as I'm still on my way, I am going to chuck the Warhammer at Borlyrus. Nuggets. Um, that's, uh... You on. still have your, uh... I know, but I think there's another attack I need to make this turn that I might need to save that mm. for. So... Alright, actually, I am going to use the Bardic Inspiration on this one. I naturally rolled a 16. Or, not naturally rolled. With my modifiers and everything, with a dexterity thrown, I made a 16. So, I'm going to take the... You said it was 1d10? Yes. Uh, that turns it into a 25. Hit! Awesome. And Whoa. in this action, I'm going to expend a superiority die uh, for quick toss which actually allows me to use a bonus action to recall the hammer back to my hand. Nice. And in doing so, I get to add the damage of a 1d10 from to it as well with the superiority die. So it's going to be like Thor. Slow motion after swimming turn off of Dash is going to throw the Warhammer, bring it back to my hand, and then I would like to land in Forlyris' face and... So not the metagame. I wouldn't know that melee attacks are bad at this point, correct? Correct. All right, then I would naturally land and then hit him with my Warhammer, naturally. That is going to be a 24. Naturally. That will also hit. Awesome. And uh, at that point, you will take 10 fire damage. Okay, we'll do all the damage at the end because then after that, what I'm going to do is I'm going to use my second extra extra attack and I'm going to then pull Siren's axe out, and I'm going to try to bury it into his forehead. I feel like you wouldn't want to do that after you just meleeed him and felt intense pain. No, I would. I would. <laughs> <laughs> Adrenaline, baby. Because I have had intense pain <laughs> this whole emotionally time. <laughs> since I saw my parents die. <laughs> ever, ever since this, ever since I was born. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he looks All into me, right no, is pain. Oh, and I rolled another natural twenty-four. Okay, so all three of your hits are going to hit. Will the tossed one not do any reactive damage? Because it was correct. Okay, it was cool. from a distance. Yeah, so cool. he's only going to Brixius is only going to take damage for the second two attacks. So that's a total of twenty fire damage that you are going to take, and all three of your attacks will land. Go ahead and roll damage, and then we'll resolve what happens. All right, so then I'm going to be speaking this out loud as I go. So a Warhammer. 
as a thrown weapon. Would that do... Just do the normal hit. Okay, I was going to say. <laughs> nice. But I will, uh, I'll add dexterity to that one instead of my, my typical strike. So Perfect. Gonna be a 1d8. Can Gooch see this fucking awesome, like, entire... Of course you can see this entire thing happen. So, can he just be bedazzled by how, by how awesome it was and receive inspiration? Because <laughs> it was fucking sick. Yeah, my eyes are glazed too, but I do see this. You know what? Sure, both of our guests can get uh, inspiration because of this. Fuck I yeah. Do, I, I do not deserve that. I, I cannot take that. You can both have inspiration since you're guests. It really doesn't matter if you have inspiration. <laughs> I will kill you anyway. It matters to me. Wait, what does that mean? Are we going to die? Probably. Sorry, this was taking me a second. I was trying to figure out, because I'm used to doing a lot of different fighting styles for my calculations and what I typically add to it, but I think that's just going to be the natural roll plus the dexterity because my fighting style is melee, and that happens with one-handed attacks. Now, it is a plus one Warhammer uh, because I don't have my special plus two Warhammer, which sucks, so I think that's only going to be plus dexterity plus the plus one. Uh, So it's going to be six damage there, but then I get to... From the first attack, and I add the 10 with the superiority die. Nice. I did roll a 10, so that's going to be 16 damage from the Throne Warhammer. Mamma mia. And then when we get back, that's going to be the first swing with the Warhammer does another 16 damage. I rolled a 6, and I get plus 10 as a modifier with that, through all my other junk going on. Uh, and then Siren's Axe. I know that we had established a constitution save for that one. Uh, Damage-wise, we probably did... What was it, 1d6 slash 1d8? I think it was one, just 1d6. Okay, 1d6. Ooh, and that's going to be another 16. You add 10 Actually, to that? hold on. Actually, no. It's only going to be 15. Because that one isn't plus one. Fuck. But yeah, I believe I had nine because I'm doing it as strength because I, uh, even if you would argue that it's a simple or martial weapon for dexterity, I, I do have a finesse belt, which allows me to uh, use anything as strength or dexterity. So I ah. use it as a strength. So that's plus five. My fighting style for doing a one handed gives me an extra plus two. Um, All about that one handed style. Yeah, I do everything one handed for a reason. And then... Okay, hold on. Ah, it's only going to be plus seven to that, actually, with, uh, instead of the plus nine. So, it would be six plus seven, so 13 for the axe hit. All right, so it's a total of 32 plus 13, so 45 five damage. Yep, and then for Siren's Axe, we established it was a constitution 14 yes. save, if that matters, which I doubt it does. You're, you do this amazing Thor hammer back, forth, land, bash, and then whip out the axe and smack it into Forlyrus' forehead. Forlyrus leers down at you and then goes, That hurt. Ouchie. Okay, I, I really, okay, <laughs> like, I probably wouldn't respond, but, so, that's an <laughs> auto 20 damage, though, it's not, like, 1d10 worth it, it's just 10 damage, 10 damage, so it's just, I'm 20 damage down right there? Yes. Okay, just want to make sure. 
It could be higher, but it could also be lower, so this is the average. Um, Hexor is after you. Hexor is going to uh, start spinning his hands in the air, forming a glowing green sphere of dripping acid that he's going to lob over for Lyris, landing behind, splashing a bunch of the demons that are in battle around you all. And he's going to position it far enough back that it's only going to get for Lyris, Ambionitis, Brixius, and Gooch. Is this dexterity? It is dexterity saving throw. Fuck yeah. Hexor doesn't care about friendly fire. Well, I'm good anyway. I dodged that shit. Uh, with a 25. Uh, yes, and since you have uh, evasion. evasion, you will mm-hmm. take no damage. See ya. Instant well, actually, you know what? No, um... Hexor has a spell shape, so he manages to divert the acid at the very last minute so that all friendly creatures are not hit. Only Forlyrus would be hit, but Forlyrus rolled a... Legendary number. Oh, he doesn't have dexterity addition. He doesn't have a bonus to his dexterity throw. Get wrecked. Oh, no, no, no. He does. Oh, shit. He I just lied. has the basic one, and it's just enough. He rolled a 16 plus 2 equals 18, which is the DC, so he's only going to take half damage. From Hexor. Boo. Uh, which is going to be the equivalent of uh, 10d4 acid damage, which is going to be 22. Damn. Forlyrus is not looking good at all. Was that halved? It was not halved. So he only takes 11. Thank you, Gene. Fuck you, Gene. Gotcha, baby. Uh, Forlyrus still you is not looking good. We keep an honest server ourselves. Damn straight. Hands gone. Am I supposed to be honest? <laughs> you guys all... a lie in our it's, favor. <laughs> instead of focusing on four Lyris, you guys focus on Gooch instead. <laughs> if we hit four Lyris with Gooch, <laughs> does, does he take the uh, the fire damage instead of us? <laughs> can, I use, can I use my legendary action to use Gooch as a Warhammer? <laughs> You could use Gooch as an improvised weapon. It would just be one plus your strength, but you would still be within five feet because Gooch is small. So, But not where it counts. Exactly. What about if we siskabop him with a great sword? Let's give him about five, over five feet. What if I use my other legendary action and use him as a javelin? Well, speaking of legendary actions, what Forlyrus <laughs> is going to do is use a legendary action to... Oh, this is <laughs> Wow. To teleport 30 feet into the air, and then uh, it is going to be the two Vrocks that were on, that were in front of Prothean, their turn. This now means that Chadley is no longer stunned. Hooray! Does Brixius get an opportunity attack? No, because it's just teleportation. It's not movement. Did those Vrocks also get hit by that acid spray? No, the Vrocks were in front of Forlears, not behind Forlears. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that, because then I would automatically fail that. <laughs> uh, so the Vrocks are going to go after Prothean, since uh, Chadley is still clinging on to Prothean's leg. Just, ah! Like a little baby Ewok. <laughs> uh, all dressed in Nike clothes and New Balance. It looks tough. You can see I'm at full mast right now while fighting demons. The Ewok in the Reebok. <laughs> Die. <laughs> Die a slow, painful death. I'm working on it. Brixius is working on dying a slow, painful death right now because I'm going to kill myself just by keep hitting him until I do all the damage to myself. All right, so we're close. Um, the one Vrock is going to, the one that was 
originally latched onto Prothean is going to roll successfully with two with its talons, uh, scratching across Prothean's armor and denting it, impacting you and dealing uh, 2d10 damage, which is equivalent to eight total slashing damage. And then the second Vrock is going to roll a natural 20 and then a 16 to hit. Will a 16 hit? No. Okay, so just the beak, which is going to be a critical hit, uh, is going to be a total of 22 damage. Piercing. So that then brings us to the top of the order. Dosh, you are up. All right. Has Dosh landed now? Dosh has successfully landed on the ground and is standing. All right, I stick the landing, and it's amazing, and the crowd goes wild. Okay, and... The crowd is going wild. There's just a lot of screeching and cries and... I'm going to use a uh, bonus action to hold up a sign saying nine. Nice. <laughs> Where's my extra fucking point, <laughs> Brothian? <laughs> What do I have to do to impress you? Come back to the changing room later. <laughs> All right. Oh. All right. So Dosh has no idea if this is even going to remotely work. But uh, so Forlurus is 30 feet above us again. Correct. Right where he started when I was last on the ground. But <laughs> 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 look up, and be like, you fuck prick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna cast geese. <laughs> geese. It's attacked by a fucking Canadian geese. Mob of geese. Just a swarm of geese. They just fly up there and they start biting him with their little teeth on their bills and <laughs> they start honking and oh, chasing no. him. And he's very scared. Not the honks. So, <laughs> Not the honks. It, so it is actually pronounced Gesh. Uh, go ahead and describe what Gesh does. You mean geese? <laughs> uh, I place a magical command on a creature that I can see within range, forcing it to carry out some service mm-hmm. or refrain from some action or course of activity as I decide. Or refrain from the service? Yes. <laughs> How many times would you have to use that one? When would the situation call? <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. It must succeed in a wisdom saving throw or become charmed by me for the duration. While it's charms, it takes 5d10 psychic damage each time it acts in a manner directly counter to my instructions. But no more than... That doesn't make any sense. It says it takes 5d10 psychic damage each time it acts in a manner directly counter to your instructions, but no more than once each day. Correct. Because the spell lasts up to 30 days. Yes. Tyler is exactly right. Right, right. I see, I see. You really, you really think charming him is going to work? I, it's, I mean, Josh can't really do a whole lot of stuff in combat, so... Otherwise, I'd be shooting him with, like, a hand crossbow. <laughs> that takes a whole turn to reload. Or just yeah. running around the battlefield going, Ha, you can't catch me, can't catch me, and uh, dealing... What, vicious mockery. Yes, I should try to hit... 3d4 psychic damage. Well, that, that would be... That would be the same saving throw as this, so I might as well try this. <laughs> All right. So, all right. So that's gonna be gonna be saving throw of seventeen. Uh, well. Oh, he takes a legendary action. <laughs> no, he rolls a natural eighteen plus nine, so it's a twenty-seven total. Well, I tried. Good thing uh, somebody can give him inspiration. Negative inspiration. Fuck. Never mind. Just ignore me and Done. everything I say. Done. <laughs> So is that the end of uh, Dosh's turn? I guess it is. 
He just starts crying. And off in the distance, you also hear a cry erupt from Taylor's maw as the Vrox have completely covered her, and you can barely catch glimpses of her silver scales as she is still tumbling through the air trying to fight them off. There's blood spurting out, black ichor, and you can't tell if it's her blood or the Vrox that is falling down upon the masses. And she just cries out, Well, Taylor's dead. Dosh immediately stops crying and starts (laughs) celebrating. Damn. (laughs) Charlie, how do you feel about this? (laughs) You'll know in my turn. Oh, no, you can talk if you want to react. Oh, okay. Uh, Can you re-ask that question? Chadley, how do you feel about this? Your sister's dying. Dosh is celebrating her (laughs) death. Protheon's rocking a hard on. I, I, I. Josh starts passing out shots. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, that, that's my sister. I, I, I want to help, but she, she's, she's in danger. For Lyris above you cries out, and he's going to use a legendary action to cast <laughs> his whip down. Oh my! And is going to grab Gooch first. So much hatred towards Gucci has for some reason. <laughs> Let's fucking go. And because of uh, the ancestral guardians, uh Lyris is going to have disadvantage on this attack, which is still a 26 to hit. Damn. Uh, which is going to deal 15 slashing damage and then 10 fire damage. And I need a DC tw- or a DC strength saving throw. Okay, hold up, hold up. I got some shit. Don't forget to add three. Are you dead yet? Good thing we got a healer. Ew, Prothean. <laughs> the one crusading on his own. Oh, well, maybe Knights is also technically a healer. The one who's more of a barbarian than you guys? I have uncanny dodge, so when an attacker that I can see hits me with an attack... I can use my reaction to have the attack's damage against me. Would that be the the total damage? Yes. So instead of 25 damage, you're going to take 13. Nice dodge. Thank you. Uh, strength? Yes, please. Ooh, I'm strong. Yeah, just kidding. It's a strong, a strong six. Strong. Did you add a plus three for me? <laughs> Gooch grabs the A stronger and- <laughs> nine. So the whip is going to coil around you and... Forlyrus is going to yank you into the air with the whip and then release the whip so that you wind up falling and you're going to take an extra 1d6 falling damage. Fucking just yo-yoed me. Uh, So you're going to take 5 falling damage. And then uh, the legendary action allows him to attack twice so he's going to do the same thing with the whip towards Ambionitis. Oh, fuck. Oh, this time he has... He doesn't have disadvantage. Okay, well, even still... Uh, Ambionitis does a... Oh, cool, it's plus 14, so that's a 19 to hit. Holy shit. Ah, damn. So a 19 (laughs) will hit you, I'm assuming? Whack. No. (laughs) Quack. Jesus. Okay, you are going to take 19 slashing damage, which is halved, so you're only going to take... Nine damage from that, and then you'll take ten additional fire damage. 
So a total of 19 total damage, and then I need you to make a strength saving throw for me. This motherfucker has 14. Plus 14 to hit. That means if he wants to hit me, he only has to roll a 4. Poor shit. You said how much damage? A total of 19. Oh. We're getting fucking railed. Yeah. We've been spending the entire two hours fighting this boss. And it was picked up from last episode. <laughs> 23. Uh, that is a successful saving throw. So the whip wraps around you and tries to yank you off the ground. You dig your heels in and you are able to resist the pull of Forliris as he releases the whip and just growls. <laughs> Y'all never gonna catch me. Willerus <laughs> <laughs> <just> kills himself. <laughs> Zawadski is continuing to ride behind Jet, and uh, he's keeping the Diademic Zorius in his sights, but they he is continuing to bash heads and smash skulls. He is riding alongside Jet like the like two of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Prothean, you're up. I'm going to use my legendary action to get infused with the power of Torm and get a plus 30 strength and grow giant angelic wings out of my back. It's also going to grow a mustache. <laughs> I have a mustache. Nice. Well, the fact that I've already done like 40-something damage to this thing, I'm going to stab it again. It is 30 feet in the air. No, not for Lewis, the demon thing that's attacking oh, and biting me. You're going to attack the Vrox, the Vrox in front of you. Okay, because you do yeah, have two like, on you. Yeah, I've done like 40 damage to one of them. It's still standing. And actually, that's a... Oh, no, that that's a, that one. Okay, yeah. Okay, go ahead and roll for hit. Does a 25 hit? Yes, it does. Barely. <laughs> 16. A 16 will also hit. Oh, no, does 16 damage. Oh. I was attacking once and going to do my secondary attack. Uh, so the Vrock is still alive, but it's Mortal Kombat. Finish him. Just swaying on its feet. Then I'm going to swing my longsword right down to top its head. There's two options. You either do a really cool fatality or you mess up the fucking fatality and you actually just fucking push him. <laughs> yeah, mess just up the Just like a little jab. Well, I rolled a natural <laughs> 20 for hitting. Alright, uh, what is your fatality? I am going to shove my longsword, like, right on the bridge of his neck, back of his neck, cut him completely in half, and then grab, um, one half and just chuck it behind me. That seems like a bit, a bit much. (laughs) (laughs) All while laughing. It goes sailing over, uh, Gooch, Ambionitis, and Brixius, who were behind you, facing off against Forliris, and they're all drenched in black blood, oozing from this split-in-half rock. I lap it up. Great. Shit's yummy. I'm not the only person that tasted blood. Cool. Mm. <laughs> then I use a bonus accent to smile at the other one that's right next to me. You're next. Good callback, Tyler. Alright, that Thank is uh, Protein's turn. Off to your right, you hear Figus shout out You'll never take me alive, you demon scum! And you're going to see Figus's head suddenly pop up from where he had been taken down by the Vrocks, and Figus's rapier is sticking through the Vrocks' neck, and it falls sideways, dead off of Figus's sword. 
Why does he have a rapier? Shouldn't he have a longsword like me? That was a squire. He was my hey. squire. Hey. He abandoned you. He abandoned you and he <laughs> learned how to fight in my gym. He took one of those rapiers. He's his own man now. <laughs> but then Wilhelmina is going to cry out in pain as one of the rocks that had come down is going to slash across her front and you're going to see... Boobies. <laughs> you're going to see rent flesh. Oh. As it tears through her armor. It tastefully rips open her shirt. <laughs> everybody stops. <laughs> Whole battle, everybody stops and just... Whoa. Resurrected bosom. Sorry, right. Sorry Paul. And then the other rock is going to engage with Finrail, and you're going to see it latch onto his arm and bite through the leather armor that Finrail is wearing as Finrail tries to go to Wilhelmina's aid. I did, too. Chadley, it is your turn. It's like, why are we even fighting, guys? <laughs> A very good question. I've been asking myself that. I'm just going to keep using Led's Day moves. Chadley sees the fight that's happening between Forliris and the foreverly known as the Revengers in his head, even though it's never mentioned. <laughs> but he turns his head as he's finally shaken off the stunning effects as he hears the roar of his sister of pain. He looks back at Forliris and realizes that his fight's not here. And he looks up at Prothean and goes, Prothean, take care of them. I'll be right back. And uh, I have boots of speed. I got 50 feet right now. You see that uh, Chadley starts scrambling, uh, trips over a rock and lands on the ground, keeps running on all fours. Looks like a, a rabid dog. Uh, <laughs> and he looks goes, like Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> And as uh, he's speeding towards his sister, crying out, and he goes, you hear him go, Taylor, Taylor, Taylor! As wings start erupting out of his back, claws oh, start Where the fuck is searing that? into the ground. <laughs> and Chadley erupts out into a silver dragon, charging at his sister. Why is the this, fuck is that just coming out now? Is this like his first time evolving? Like... <laughs> He's not a fucking Digimon. <laughs> yeah, I, I, when when I fell, I landed on a, uh, a moonstone or something. <laughs> He's finally had enough stress. Like this was the point that put him to enough stress that made him blossom. Ah, Super Saiyan, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And uh, I, I know my sister has taken a thousand of my own breath attacks. <laughs> I'm going to unleash uh, my frost breath against the creatures that are surrounding her. Uh... <laughs> I need a DC-7 constitution saving throw. Okay. Uh, the rocks are all going to fail. Uh, I decided to roll it. It's 13d8. Uh, that's 60 cold damage. Nice. Damn. So you let loose this breath, and all of the rocks are going to freeze as icicles start creeping over their bodies. Sub-Zero style, Mortal Kombat, and they are going to just shatter into millions of putrid, puffy, feathered pieces and fall to the ground as Taylor is freed and her wings flare open just as she skims over the top of the armies below, joining you in the sky. Good call out with the uh, Mortal Kombat reference with the movie just releasing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> 
Mentality. Ooh, nice. Finish him. Finish him. Taylor, when she joins you in the sky, says, It's good to see you in your dragon form, little brother. Oh my gosh. Do we have to do this right here? Well, where else are we going to do it? <laughs> what is that banjo playing at? Where is it? We're silver dragons, that Alabamian. Oh my god. You see me flying through the air being tossed by four leers playing a banjo. <laughs> Taylor responds, Fine, let's just get back to killing demons. How's that? Oh boy, you know I love to do that. All right, and that is going to take us to Abe. All right, so I still got these two rocks right in front of me. Correct. Correct! Our... <laughs> also, I think, I believe I am still poisoned, unless that nat 20 saved me from one of the poisons. No, you're still poisoned. So well, you're bye. going to go ahead and take, um, I actually gave Gooch his damage ahead of time, but I got a roll for you. Give it to me. Six damage. I like it. By the way, how's everybody doing on HP? I'm great now. I'm good. Actually, yeah, not that, not terrible. The <laughs> only damage I've taken was self-inflicted. <laughs> I've had 53 damage done to me so far. I'm at two-thirds capacity. All these, all these bad guys, and you guys aren't taking enough damage. All right. Dosh just have a fucking scratch on him yet. I have 53 damage against me. Time to pull out the power word kill. <laughs> Alright, so Abe's gonna use Cordon of Arrows He's gonna cast it as a third level spell So if I cast it as a third level spell I just yank Six arrows out and chuck them into the ground And until it ends Whenever a creature other than me Or who I designate Which I'm gonna designate, you know Anyone who's not a demon Or Jet Hey, <laughs> we're still thinking of me No, I'm Specifically saying, this is going to affect you. Oh, I see. I'm going to very specifically say that as I cast the spell. Well, damn. Make sure this definitely hits Jet also. Uh, <laughs> when they come within 30 feet of the ammunition for the first time on a turn or ends its turn there, one piece of ammunition flies up to strike it. Must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take 1d6 piercing damage. Piece of ammunition then destroyed. <laughs> I really thought at least one person still cared about me. Nope. 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 I don't even know who you are. <laughs> I do that, and then I'm going to switch from my bow to an axe and whip out my shield. Sounds good. Well, those rocks are going to then attack you, both of them. Bring it. We're going to have one attacking with Talon and Claw, does an 18 hit? Nope. Not with my shield out. <laughs> All right. Well, then the other one's not going to hit either. So uh, or, so the one does nothing to you. The second one is going to uh, screech at you. And I need a constitution saving throw. All right. Not so good. <laughs> trying to figure out. I was like, man, I heard that so uh, sound before. My nightmares. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Uh, not so good, huh, Abe? What'd you roll? Yeah, that's gonna be a um, a three. Ooh. Oh, nice. 
You are stunned until the end of the Vrock's next turn. Oh yeah, was I supposed to roll for the poison too? Like at the end of my uh, turn? That's at the end of your turn. Yeah. So uh, go ahead and roll to end that first. 16. All right, you're no longer poisoned, but now you're stunned. Yay. Yay. Uh, and reminder that stunned, you are incapacitated, can't move, and can only speak falteringly. The creature, or you automatically fail strength and dexterity saving throws, and attack rolls against you have advantage. So the Vrox really should have done this in reverse order. Stunned, then poison. Yeah, or stunned, then attacked, because maybe the attacks would have landed, but it is what it is. So you missed that, but the Vrox are going to end their turn in the Cordon of Arrows. That means that one piece is going to fly up and hit each of them, correct? Yes. All right, and what is my dexterity saving throw? Uh, 14. They both rolled 16. Well, fuck. So two pieces of two arrows pop out of the ground, shoot at them, and they just bat them away with their wings. Abe, I thought you were a good demon hunter. Can someone remind me? That's all I can say at the moment. What do you, how do you get your, like, DC score? Uh, like, saving throw for spells and stuff? Yeah. What is that? What do you add to get that? You should ask Eric. Maybe, yeah, you should ask Eric. (laughs) Eric, Eric, pop quiz. You seem to know this. What is, how do you calculate the DC score? Uh, that is 8 plus your dexterity plus your proficiency. Is it dick? No, it's, it's, it's not always dexterity. It's, it's eight plus your proficiency plus your spellcasting modifier. That was it. Yes, your spellcasting modifier. Gotcha. Hey, I was but damn it, close. Fuck you guys. <laughs> One year. It is going to be your turn, Gooch. And uh, as you're preparing to make your next move, you're going to see catch sight of some of the Danakeshian warriors who are fighting off to your left cutting through the demons that have just landed and shooting arrows up into the flying cavalry. Okay. Do I just see this? <laughs> it's just flavor text. Oh, He's so, like, okay, fucking okay. fantastic. <laughs> I was like, I, I didn't know if I had any like, importance for my turn. Anyway. Uh, ooh, cool. He's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do about that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to... I'm going to sneak attack the Brack, Brock, the Rock, Johnson, um, that's currently being smiled at viciously by Prothean. Does an 18 hit the Brock? You know it does. Fuck yeah. Or maybe um, you didn't know, but uh, now you know. I think I knew. I think it was a 15. Give uh, him the people 18. sneak attack. Then sneak attack is 66 plus normal damage, which is 1d8. And then 66. That's a one. I've rolled four fucking ones. So I do 21 total damage. 21 total damage to the Vrock is going to severely debilitate it, but it is still standing. And then for my bonus action, a shell. I'm just going to attack him again with my dagger, which hits with a 23. An extra two damage. An extra two damage, so you did a total of 25 damage. Prockabye, baby. <laughs> 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 Ambien, 
Midas, you are up. For Lear oh wait, no, no. Before we do that, Forlyris is going to take another legendary action to attack twice with his whip. Frock yourself. I wanna rock down to the Avenue. <laughs> Does his legendary action heal him of all points, hit points he's taken in the past ten minutes? No, he does not have that ability. Does anybody have that ability? Hold on. <laughs> uh, so, Forlyris is going to go after Ambionitis and Brixius. Uh, Fucking hates the brothers. Wanna rock and roll all night. <laughs> 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 and party every day. Forlyris is going to roll a natural 20 on Ambionitis, and then earlier... Ben, you said that he only needs to roll a four to hit Brixius. Well, if he gets plus 14, my AC is at 18 right now. Yeah, he needs a two. Well, he rolled a two. Oh, that means my shield is going to absorb the damage. Okay. So you're going to, um, the damage being dealt to Ambionitis, it's going to be... A total of 19 damage again uh, from slashing damage that was halved and then from fire damage. And I need you to roll a strength saving throw. And then Brixius, because Forlyris is going to miss, you are going to take 25 total damage that is going to bounce off your shield. And what does it look like when it bounces off your shield? Uh, Like when the king saved Shrek from the fairy godmother's bubble blast. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Well, I'm more pictured. Spoilers. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on, dude. <laughs> not Spoilers. cool. Spoilers. Paul's the only one around to be not cool here. <laughs> uh, well, I'm more pictured. So, is, is this with his whip attack or whatever? Correct. Flaming whip comes sailing down at you. Now, I believe when we initially described the shield, it had kind of like, almost like a glimmer to it in a way. It was black with uh, iridescence to it when it, and it would shine purple in the right light. Same. Words. Yeah, Gene does the same thing. <laughs> Gene shines in the right light, too. <laughs> I, I was taking a drink of water. Gene literally almost made me spit all over my books. Well, that would have rocked so hard if you did that. <laughs> <laughs> so the way I picture it is I see it. I see the, the whip coming and I raise my shield. And when the whip hits, instead of it reflecting off or anything like that, I picture that purple like becoming very apparent. And you can see like a glimmer within it as the energy gets absorbed into the shield. Sick. Very cool. And that is your reaction to do that. Yeah. So, Ambionitis, what is the result of your strength saving throw? Oh, 20. 20 is just enough. Again, you dig your heels in. This time, you even wrap the whip up in your arm, trying to pull it back, or trying to pull it out of Forlyris' grip. But Forlyris manages to release the whip, pull it back, and it is now your turn. Well, I want to rock. Steady, nice. steady rocking all night long. Yeah. Hey, it's still rock and roll to me. Oh. Boo. Paul, you're over. <laughs> Wait, Paul, you, we're done you're now. Overdo Fucking you're overdoing done. the joke. It's done. You took it too far. Wait, you mean the jailhouse rock? <laughs> See, class. Uh, that's, funny. Rock. that's funny. Way to bring us back. See, Paul, take notes, please. <laughs> you ain't nothing but a hound dog rocking all the time. 
hot rock, cold rock, even if it's old rock, still rock, er, yeah, rock and roll to me. That's what I said. You're stealing my joke. You notice they didn't <laughs> laugh, though. What a good There's joke. There's a reason for that. It was funny that time. <laughs> That's a good joke, Tyler. Here's the thing. The delivery was much better by Tyler. <laughs> you know what? For Lyrics is going to take another legendary action. <laughs> No, he's just, just gonna do it anyways. We might as well shit talk, Paul. <laughs> Power kills everybody. Roxanne! Everybody. <laughs> oh my god, Roxanne. 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 <laughs> oh, that was actually pretty good. Oh. Roxanne! <laughs> Roxanne. You don't have to turn off the red light. <laughs> uh, for Lyris, looks very hurt he's bleeding from a bunch of different wounds they'll see his ears <laughs> ambionitis what are you gonna do is he still in the he's not in the air still is he yes he is 30 feet above you can i use my boots of speed to run 50 feet into the air <laughs> <laughs> no fuck what about what if i was the quickster <laughs> captain magma does that give you enough speed for a high jump to yeah right if you hit the ground really hard with one action, will that propel you upwards? And then you could hit him with the other. Yeah, can I halo gravity hammer jump? Is that possible? Um, well, if you move 10 feet and high jump, you could only go 3 plus your strength modifier, so you could only get 10 or 8 feet in the air. Only an 8 foot vertical. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> Plus a 5 foot reach, so that would only get you up to 13 feet in the air. So you still wouldn't be able to hit him. Smack him right in the dong. Wait, could you add, like, the height of his person? I was gonna say. So like 6 foot seven. 9 plus 5 feet? Uh, okay, so okay, fourteen feet in the air plus his arm when it's outstretched with his <laughs> wingspan plus the length of his warhammer. Well, that that's the five foot reach. Multiply by so. the circumference of the said warhammer because he's going to swing. Is, so is, at most we're getting twenty feet up in the air, which is still shy of the thirty feet you need. So wait, is my reach a strong gust tickles his toes? Are my guys' arms in game? Oddly longer than they should be, like they are in real life. Keep in mind, Brixius is directly <laughs> underneath. You might be able to get an extra six six foot nine off my shoulders. <laughs> six foot nine plus seven plus eight <laughs> plus four. No, it's five foot reach for anything in melee range. Plus five plus my arm plus the warhammer paw. I'm thinking this works. <laughs> Orlyris is still outside of your jumping reach, so what would you like to do? Yeah, but could this be a time like when Brixius was able to extend the laws of magic because he just tried really hard, where Ambionitis could try just really <laughs> hard to get an extra foot or two higher? What if his ancestral guardians make like a, a monkey ladder and he oh, climbs yeah, like up them? The barrel of monkeys, yeah. but like reverse. <laughs> Or he climbs they up. They grab onto Four Lyrus's ankles and they just swing up and crack them. <laughs> you know, now that you hey. bring up the ancestral guardians, I'm surprised that uh, Ambionitis never once tried to give supernatural protection to anybody that was within 30 feet of him when they took damage. Thanks, Dick. Thanks, um, Dick. That's Spirit Shield, and I figured I would wait till people were very weak. Yeah, he's been planning it out, Paul. They've been Let taking, him fucking play. They've been taking, like, half or, like, no damage. Or, like, 
the majority of the, Brother, of the time. Take your 50 feet of hemp and rope and <laughs> lasso it up around his ankle, climb up the rope, and then nail him. <laughs> right in the deck. Orlyris is very low. You have javelins. I think you could get him with your javelins. I don't have javelins. Do we all have javelins? I have javelins. Like they took our weapons. Oh, that's right. Throw goosh. And I can't throw a fucking firebolt or a fireball. Who would have thought that height would have been the, the one foe of this uh, team? Brother, pick up a rock and <laughs> throw it as a as a uh, improvised you have rock? weapon. Yeah, <laughs> you have rock. Rock. Pick up a rock. <laughs> Do you still have the hatchet? Oh, that would work. I think it's still stuck. It's stuck in his Wing forehead right now. Oh, yeah. Hold on. I did lodge it into four leers. Now, when he went to fly, teleport. And uh, he's still moving? When he teleported, the hatchet stayed behind. Throw it. He's stuck in midair. <laughs> throw it to me, but make sure it sticks in my hand. <laughs> then you're paralyzed and can't throw it. <laughs> That's the point of the joke. <laughs> yeah. Where is the hatchet? Wait, what if you, you take the hatchet, you stick it in his hand, and then you climb up his shoulders, <laughs> and you jump, and as you jump... You grab him, <laughs> and then you swing him upwards. <laughs> I totally understand now, Paul. You, when you tell me you record for two hours and you get like an hour, 20 minutes, like, I see it. I understand. I have acid splash. Okay, here. I will do this. Oh, actually, you know what? So, Ambionitis, you're not near the action anymore. You're not really close to the action because... You got teleported. Uh, he, you're within 30 feet. Oh, yeah. You're within 30 feet, so it's fine. Um, here's the thing. Uh, here, here's something. So, Ambionitis, you're actually alongside uh, Dalvia, and Forlyrus has just been flicking his whip to the right, to the left. He's been reaching out towards you. He's been reaching out towards uh, the main group. We're swishing and flicking the shit out of it. <laughs> but Dalvia, as you're looking around, trying to find a way to attack Forlyrus... She goes, Ambionitis, if you ready in action, I can teleport us up there again. Because <laughs> we know how well that's worked so far. What is this ready action? Yeah, what is this of? ready action? <laughs> can I just grip my warhammer very furiously? Firmly. Firmly grasp it. You could also probably run over, pick up the axe, and then throw it. <laughs> this is true. But I'm gonna I'm gonna grip my warmer with two hands and get ready to rock this dude's world. It's a hundred piece puzzle. They have the last puzzle piece left, and they're debating whether or not to eat the puzzle piece. That's what I'm seeing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but it but it's brown. It looks like a candy. <laughs> Starts chewing furiously. I look at Dalvi and say, "Get me up there. Beat me up, Scotty." All right. She is next in... Oh, wait. Four Lyris is next in order. <laughs> He's going He's like, to teleport... 120 feet. Back down. <laughs> <laughs> that means I'll have 30 feet of momentum to hit this asshole with. I can take the fall damage. He, you understand, when he readied in action, he said he's readying it in case Four Lyris comes down next turn. He never specified for the teleport. <laughs> I just said I was ready to rock this dude's world. <laughs> By any means necessary. Yeah, I assume that he is ready in an action to hit when Forlyris comes in to range. Hitting distance. 
So Forlyris is going to zoom straight down uh, and is going to do a multi-attack on people in the area. So we're going to go after Brixius and we're going to go after Dosh. Shit. <laughs> and uh, since he is landing within five feet of each of you, uh, each of you are going to take 10 fire damage. Uh, and then also Gooch is going to take 10 fire damage and Protein's going to take 10 fire damage. And then since there's plus 14 to Forlyris' attacks, Forlyris' attack with his longsword towards Brixius is going to hit with a 26 and with the whip at Dosh is going to hit with a 27. It misses. <laughs> Fucking sick move, bro. Brock me harder, daddy. <laughs> Brixius is going to take 17 slashing damage and then uh, 9 fire damage. Nope. Lightning damage. Oh. Wait, hold on. Did I do that right? Okay. So 11 plus 8. So 19 slashing damage and then, yeah, 9 lightning damage. Okay. And then for the whip against Dosh, you are going to take 14 slashing damage and 10 fire damage. Good, hundred percent to fifty percent in one turn. <laughs> that brings us to Dalvia, who is now going to cast Dimension Door again, taking Ambionitis straight to Forlyris. Third time's the charm. Watch out for those legendary actions; they'll get you. <laughs> so Dalvia is going to put her hand on Ambionitis's shoulder. There's going to be a swirl of purple that will open in the fabric of space and time. It's going to suck the both of you up, and then you are both going to come flying out of space directly towards Forlyris. You come in with a battle cry. Oh. <laughs> Rock beat scissors. <laughs> What's that? You're doing it recklessly? That would mean he would also have advantage. And I don't trust his legendary actions. Although two people do have inspiration to give. From my heart to yours, be a little glimmering light float away from Chadley's dragon chest. 24. Oh, never mind. I take it back. <laughs> I was going to say, I was just making sure I was doing the math right. This is important. I don't want to fuck this up, but it's 24. Okay, well, 24 will be a success, so... Um, go ahead and roll damage. Twelve. <laughs> As Paul looks at a sheet of paper that says 17 health left, he that has to make the it. ultimate debate. What does it look like when you kill Forlaris? Oh, oh, shit. Nice. Finish him. Ooh, I actually have, like, this whole... Okay, if you want to explain the attack, I have, like, a dramatic... Of a dramatic moment, we can we can explain because this is pretty big for for us. I would say when I shoot his head through his ass, <laughs> leave his head on him. I got an idea. Now, what's our parent's name, real quick? It was Stifa. Was it Stifa? Was was it <laughs> Hammer Stifa. Dome and it was Dimma or Hammer Hammer Top and we had Dimma uh, Bottom, Dimma Bottom, Dimma bottom. <laughs> Taylor Dimma Bottom, and no Hammer Bottom and Dimma Top. Okay. That's fine. And w- wait, which one was Stifa? Stifa Dimitop and Taylor Hammerbottom. Okay, okay. 
It's, it's all coming together. So I want to swing my Warhammer over top and hit him straight on top of his head and attempt to launch his head out of his ass, which I don't think is physically possible. Right. So the way I see it is you come through this portal, fucking hammer down. While he's on the ground, I would like to... Hopefully, he's just barely stringing on to life at this point. Oh, can I also land on him? So, like, I have a nice, soft, cushiony landing. Yes. And then, as he's laying down, barely hanging on to life, I would like to take my snowfall shuriken out and shove it into his mouth and hold his mouth shut. And then, I look up at my brother, and the first thing that comes back to Brixie's memory is when the first time we encountered Four Lyris... And I had to shield him under the bush as we watched our parents get murdered. And then I would like to look down at Foyleris. And the way I picture it is it would be a flashback to that moment when he murdered our parents, but I'm seeing it through his eyes as he walked up the hill. The hammer dome in shambles. Fire, ash raining from the sky as he slaughters our parents. And I see it from that moment and that perspective. And I would like to think, and be nice is also seeing this. <laughs> and then, uh, after he murders our parents, out the corner of his eye, what he had missed is he sees us cowering over on the side. And I would like to lean in close to one of his ears and just whisper, Stifa, Dimitop. And <laughs> 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 I would like to picture that you come down and whisper into his other ear. No, I, I definitely don't do that. I'm not soft. You have a touching moment. You're like whispering Stifa, and then all of a sudden, as uh, he comes crashing down, finishes him off, blood splatters. I was going to say, I was definitely going to crush this dude's skull with as many hits as I could get in. All right, so I'm sitting here. I look up to you, and just hammer comes down, smashes his face in. And as I'm squeezing his fucking jaw shut, I would like to use a bonus action to make the snowfall shuriken explode and just fucking wrench him. And then move your hands out of the way before no. you come up with mangled fingers. Yeah, I lift up. It looks like I just held a firecracker, <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> And Forlyris dies. And a ghostly apparition appears next to you. It's a legendary action. <laughs> a very tall cowboy hat on his head. <laughs> and he goes, I'm proud of you, son. <laughs> oh, hey, Brixius, you're here too. <laughs> <laughs> you see Brixius start to weep one single tear when... His father discredits him yet again. And then Forlyris' body explodes. Oh, no. And I need everybody ex- I need everybody that's in that area to make a dexterity saving throw. So that would not include Abe, and it would not include Jet, obviously. And uh, Chadley. Ooh, ooh. You said it was dexterity? Yes. Will a 25 succeed? Yes. Thank fuck. Zero damage. I got an 18. 15. Got an, uh, a 10. <laughs> uh, also got a 10. 
Is she about to hurt you guys, not me? All right, uh, and then Hexor and Dalvia both failed as well. How much does this fuck our day up? Everybody that failed is going to take... He's smiling. I hate it when he smiles. It makes me nervous. Critical damage. What was the fail? 20. Oof. I'm sorry. So anybody that rolled less than a 20, which is everybody except Gooch, is going to take 65 damage. <laughs> Damn. I'm dead. Uh, this is... Perfect cell exploded. <laughs> so, um... What's the rules for getting <laughs> What's the rules for getting killed outright? <laughs> uh, if you drop your max HP below 0 in a single hit go. Okay. That would have been me right there. Ooh. Yeah, I'm dead right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm only at uh negative Wait, how much did you say it was? 65. All right, so I'm only at a, a clean negative 35. <laughs> well, Brixius would have died. However, as an half orc, yeah, we have relentless go. endurance. Nice. So instead of dropping to zero, I dropped one HP. Metal. I can, I can do that shit twice. <laughs> like that scene from The Simpsons where Bart uh, shakes a bottle for uh, Homer so much that when Homer goes to open it, Bart opens the door and goes, April, fo-, and all of a sudden, oh, yeah. just. <laughs> ginormous explosion. Spoilers, Tyler! Jeez! It's over 30 years old! Get over (laughs) it! That brings us to four, I think. Harry Potter dies. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I've actually never seen all the Harry Potter movies. (laughs) (laughs) Neither have I. Oh! Alright, so, Dosh is down. Uh, Brixius is at one. Ambionitis is at... 17. <laughs> How's Prothean doing? Dead. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> dead. Just straight dead. up dead or unconscious? <laughs> unconscious. Okay, Prothean's down. Uh, Hexor and Dalvia... But they're tieflings, so they take half fire. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're going to take half damage, so they're both still up. Does Abe see Dosh go down? Yes. He's going to go, no! Because Dosh still uh, needs to pay him. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And uh, that's where we're going to end our episode. I just want to say, after all that, Gooch is the healthiest. Get fucked. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think I might have got you. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I think Jeff's feeling pretty healthy. Those who absorbed the... The um the explosion then. So we are almost at three hours of recorded material. Thank you all for sticking it out. Uh, to our listeners, we hope you enjoyed this massive battle episode against Four Lyris. I don't know how the hell our heroes are going to manage to defeat uh, Jet, Zawadzki, and then Sargonis. We got heels, bro. Jet will just bully him. We got heels, bro. <laughs> uh, but we hope that you come back and check in for our next episode of the campaign. If you would like to hear more in between episodes, you can check us out on patreon.com slash deathsavingbros for exclusive content, including bloopers, conversational recaps, and extra episodes. There's going to be a lot. (laughs) (laughs) If you would like to keep in touch with us in between episodes, you can reach out to us on social media at deathsavingbros on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Reddit. 
I am personally available at HBCamper on Twitter and at HBCamper.14 on Instagram. You can follow me on all platforms at Benfro15. I'm at Ima underscore B underscore Rad. And you can do what Paul said and follow the Reddit. Yay. Following is a figment of your imagination. Do not follow anything. You can find me on the PlayStation Network as F-A-T-T dash Smith. Not playing any multiplayer playing games. Playing exclusively ever. Vermintide. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Uh, you can find me on Twitter where I'm going to be a Brockstar baby at two mm-hmm. times Tyler. All letters, one word. And um, you can find me on Steam at Afro Steel. I think for that account, the O is a zero. <laughs> and you can also, if you must, find me on Twitter at underscore <laughs> incognito <laughs> underscore. There it is. And it's spelled exactly <laughs> as it sounds. Thank you to all of you who tuned in. For all those of you who are listening in your car, in your home, or wherever you may be, keep saving those death throws, and we'll see you on the next one. Some of the sounds and background music in this production are copyright material. The songs Hitman, Malicious, and Sardana are by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0 and sourced from Filmmusic.io. The songs Alden's Gone Dark, Alden's Gone Dark Piano, Attacking Varenspear Extended Cut, Belly of the Beast Combat, Blinka's Temper, Defending Varenspear, Honor in the Storm Strings, Hordebreaker, In Their Clutches, Pious Vengeance, Renouncing the Oath, Storming the Daimyo, No Percussion, and The Fiend Approaches, are copyright Will Savino and the Music D20 Project. The song Frozen Village, Dusk, Mystery Action is by the Boy King of Idaho at patreon.com slash boykingofidaho. These tracks are used with permission, all rights reserved. The tracks Behind Enemy Lines, Guerrilla Tactics, Shadowhunters, are music by Orchestralis. The Death Saving Bros theme song is an abridged version of the song Run by Kai Angle and sourced from the Free Music Archive. This track is used with permission under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0. You can read the full license at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0 slash legal code.